You're listening to Radio D, the radio language course of Redaction D. A joint project of the Goethe Institute and Deutsche Welle Radio. The author is Herat Mese. And welcome to episode 25. Do you remember the word Philip used to describe the fake shark incident in Hamburg port? Oh, man. Alles getürkt. Wie bitte? Was hast du gesagt? That phrase made Paula pretty annoyed, but then she explained to Philip how this saying came about. You'll hear that shortly in the first scene. Philip and Paula are seated comfortably in a restaurant by the River Elbe, playing the game that Philip used to play as a boy, looking at the flags of passing ships and guessing which country they're registered in. A long time ago, in the year 1895, other people were in a similar situation, only theirs was a lot more official. In 1895, the German emperor, Kaiser Wilhelm II, inaugurated a major shipping link, a canal between the Baltic and North Seas. Ships from various countries were invited to the celebration. They'd hoisted their national flags, and a ship's band welcomed them by playing their respective national anthems. But what do you do if you don't know which one you need to play? That's what happened back then, when a ship came in with the Turkish crescent on its flag. Imagine you're in the year 1895 and listen to what happened. Hallo, liebe Hörerinnen und Hörer. Willkommen bei Radio D. Radio D. Das Hörspiel. Try to find out how the musicians cope. The moon, Mont, has a role to play. Aufgepasst! Da kommt ein Schiff. Und die türkische Hymne. Shh. Los geht's. Die türkische Hymne. Türkisch, türkisch. Hast du die Noten? Nein. Ich auch nicht. Ich auch nicht. Kennt jemand die türkische Hymne? Und was spielen wir jetzt? Wir improvisieren. Auf der Flagge ist ein Halbmond, also spielen wir ein Mondlied. Los geht's. Der Mond ist aufgegangen. You may have understood there that the musicians improvise. Wir improvisieren. But their improvised choice is not randomly selected. The ship's flag shows a crescent, a halbmond in German, or a half moon, the German word for crescent. Auf der Flagge ist ein Halbmond. 
And that's why the bandmaster decides to have them play a moon song. Also spielen wir ein Mondlied. And of course the romantically inclined Germans do have a song that eulogizes the moon. The musicians play a folk song still well known to Germans even today. Der Mond ist aufgegangen or the moon has risen. No one knows the Turkish national anthem, which doesn't surprise me because the Ottoman Empire at the time didn't have an anthem, so no notes for it could have been written down. So the German verb Türken, to Turk if you like, was also used positively in the sense of being inventive, being resourceful, able to improvise. Nowadays, though, it's used for being deceptive or falsifying or faking something, so it's acquired a negative connotation. That's just one explanation. There are plenty more for the verb Türken, but we know it was this story about the inauguration of the North Sea Baltic Sea Canal that Paula told Philip. Let's listen in to the end of their conversation. What suddenly changes Philip's mood? Willkommen in Hamburg. Wir freuen uns, Sie in Hamburger Hafen begrüßen zu können. Willkommen in Hamburg. Türken. Etwas improvisieren. Hm. Klingt ja interessant. Weiß Eihahn das wohl? Das ist doch egal. Eihahn. Wieso Eihahn? Ich bin doch hier. It's the mention of Eihan's name that spoils Philip's mood. Eihan's parents migrated to Germany from Turkey. So Paula asks herself whether Eihan knows the positive meaning of the word Türken. Weiß Eihan das wohl? Hmm, tough luck for Philip. He was listening really attentively to Paula. He even laid his arm round her shoulders. But what Paula's thinking about is Eihan. Of course, Philip's going to wonder why when he, Philip, is the one with Paula. Eihan, wieso Eihan? Ich bin doch hier. But Philip and Paula have to get back to Berlin to their current affairs office at Radio D, and that's where Eihan is. Let's listen to what he's doing. Eulalia has flown ahead, and she's surprised by what Eihan's reading. Can you spot it? Hallo, Eihan. Hallo, Eulalia. Was liest du denn da? Zeig mal. Oh, ein Buch über Eulen. Komme ich da auch vor? Das weiß ich nicht. Willst du mitlesen? Ich kann doch nicht lesen. Liest du mir vor? 
Bitte. Na klar. Also, die Eulen fliegen vor allem nachts. Sie fliegen leise und sind klug und weise. Das stimmt, Paula. Aber das steht hier nicht. Eichhorn's reading a book, which you might have gathered through the connection with the verb to read. Oh, ein Buch über Eulen. There are lots of pictures of owls in the book, which is, of course, why Eulalia wants to see if she's in it too. Komme ich da auch vor? Not likely, we reckon. But diplomatic as Ihan is, he asks Eulalia jokingly whether she'd like to read along. However, as she can't read, Eulalia asks Ihan to read to her. Willst du mitlesen? Ich kann doch nicht lesen. Liest du mir vor? Bitte. Ihan has scarcely begun to read out loud when Paula returns from Hamburg in a good mood, and she's sure to have a lot to tell. Too bad, though, that we can't stay for that, because here's our professor needing our attention again. Und nun kommt wieder unser Professor. Radio D. Gespräch über Sprache. Hello again. So, I Hans reading a book about owls. I want to use the occasion to tell you something about the verb lesen to read. Eulalia can't read. Ich kann doch nicht lesen. And that's why she has to ask Ihan to read to her. Liest du mir vor? Bitte. Ah, I see what you're getting at, Professor. There are two things to look out for here. Vorlesen is a verb with the separable prefix for. Vorlesen. Yes, that's right. And with the verb lesen and some others, the vowel in the verb stem changes. In the third and second persons, the letter e pronounced a becomes ie pronounced e. Let's listen to that again. Lesen. Was liest du? Was liest du denn da? Verbs that change their vowel still do so even if they have a prefix, as in the case of lesen and vorlesen, for example. Vorlesen. Liest du mir vor? I think that's enough for today, though. Thanks, Professor. Thank you. And we'll stop reading things to you now and let you hear those scenes again. First, improvising an anthem. Aufgepasst! Da kommt ein Schiff. Und die türkische Hymne. Los geht's. Die türkische Hymne. Türkisch, türkisch. Hast du die Noten? Nein. Ich auch nicht. Ich auch nicht. Kennt jemand die türkische Hymne? Nein. Und was spielen wir jetzt? Wir improvisieren. Auf der Flagge ist ein Halbmond. 
Also spielen wir ein Mondlied. Los geht's. Der Mond ist aufgegangen. Philip and Paula in a restaurant. Türken, etwas improvisieren. Hm. Klingt ja interessant. Weiß Eihahn das wohl? Das ist doch egal. Eihahn. Wieso Eihahn? Ich bin doch hier. Sehr romantisch. And listen to what Ihan's doing. Hallo, Eulalia. Was liest du denn da? Zeig mal. Oh, ein Buch über Eulen. Komme ich da auch vor? Das weiß ich nicht. Willst du mitlesen? Ich kann doch nicht lesen. Liest du mir vor? Bitte. Na klar. Also, die Eulen fliegen vor allem nachts. Sie fliegen leise und sind klug und weise. Das stimmt, Paula. Aber das steht hier nicht. In the next episode, something unforeseen happens. Something that particularly doesn't make Paula happy. zum nächsten Mal, liebe Hörerinnen und Hörer. You've been listening to Radio D, a German course of the Goethe Institute and Deutsche Welle Radio. Und tschüss 